When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 229 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm still Sarah. Still. You've been Sarah for a while. I can't think of any other names to be, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's all right. You can be Sarah from now on. I actually just don't like my name, and that's why I hate saying why it. Why don't you Funk just call yourself back. Sarah? Okay, <laughs> Sarah. No. All right. This episode is sponsored by Britt Barkholtz. Thank you, Britt. Thank you, Britt. Thank you. So today, you. oh, there we go. Today, we will be discussing part three of chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The House of Gaunt. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to, you know, cha-cha your way through the details. I didn't have a verb, so I just made one up <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Everybody's dancing. And then, of course, I choked because I was laughing. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, before we begin, we have some great weekly profit news all about us. <laughs> It's all about <laughs> us. <laughs> I mean, let's be um, honest. Our, it's the best kind of news. the best kind of news you can get. Let's talk about us. So we wanted to talk about an update to our Court of Swish and Flick Patreon because I know quite a few people have asked for live recordings and we wanted to like get into the swing of things before we started doing that and we feel ready to offer it. So in January, <laughs> a.k.a. like... When this episode comes out, I believe that Monday after this episode comes out will be the first time that we're recording mm-hmm. for court. I'm going to double check that information. Mm-hmm. No, it's next week. She lied. So <laughs> January 17th will be the first day that we are live recording our Court of Swish and Flick episodes for you guys on the Court of Swish and Flick Patreon Discord channel. Mm-hmm. So just head on over to that Patreon page, um, patreon.com forward slash a court of swish and flick. 
and you can get all of the details. Sarah, what would you like to add? We also, when I say we, I mean I, uh, will try to put the episodes out like a couple days early. So they usually come out the second and fourth Monday of the month. So the first episode for everybody will be coming out on the 10th of January. Um, But for patrons, either one, um, it'll come out. It's coming out like that Saturday, I think at like 8 a.m. It'll be out on our Patreon that you can listen to. Um, and I'm going to try my hardest to like do that every time. Um, it might not be like that Saturday. Maybe it'll be a Sunday, but it will be at least like the day before um, that Monday. Yep. So, yeah. Um, for all of our listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about or if you missed that memo, um, Court of Swish and Flick is our other podcast, our sister podcast based on A Court of Thorns and Roses series. And it is adult content. Mm. So that is what our podcast is. It is adult content as well as the Patreon is also for adults only. So definitely not something you want to listen to without headphones if you have children. Um, and I will say, here's an incentive if you want to join in on that Patreon for those <laughs> those live episodes. We're going to get to some fun parts, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I think everybody here knows that we could use a good laugh and it's going to be a riot. I will also <laughs> say this, that in the episode this coming, well, it'll come out like the weekend that this comes out. Um, that I said something very funny that I also cut out. So <laughs> you might get to hear yeah, some you funny might get things the, the that unedited. don't make it onto like the actual edited episode. Um but yeah sometimes we speak a little bit more crazy than we actually want to put out to the world when we're live i mean it depends like what i said wasn't bad i just didn't need like everybody didn't need to hear it you know (laughs) but she felt the need to send it to us yeah Yeah. um but yes so it's more adult the books themselves i think are classified as like adult uh like fantasy books Mm -hmm. and there's um obviously adult times in it we also swear on the podcast. We have been greenlit to do that from the mom of the group, which is Tiffany. That is me. Um, mom so. said yes. It's adult content. Beep, 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 Go ahead. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. So for um, the lowest tier, it's Cauldron Blessed. You get the episodes a day early. You get us saying thank you on the podcast like we do on this one, like the episode is sponsored by. And then for the $10, you get access to our exclusive Facebook group um, and live recordings and the episode early so and we might also add and the things. discord channel this is, yes and the discord channel and and this is still new um and a big part of why we just don't do a ton of things is because we just don't have time so maybe in the future we don't know if we'll do more just but we'll always update the patreon as soon yeah. as we feel we have more time or mm-hmm. if like maybe one month we do decide that we are gonna do an extra episode or it's like just mm-hmm. one of us with somebody else like mm-hmm. you never know what's gonna drop on there so this is true this is true all right well that's all the weekly profit news we were just talking about us nothing about harry potter so make sure that you follow (laughs) us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us then they might too (laughs) subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at swish flick cast i also just want to reiterate we do have a YouTube channel. I say it every episode, and so many people said that they didn't know that we have one. So I guess maybe that means you guys skip over the section, so you're still not going to hear it. But I'm just doing another call out to YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Swish and Flick Podcast. 
If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, which I'm really excited for January as we're going to talk about the Black Sisters. So that's exciting. Look out for that. You're going to get access to our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag boxes, and more, which those also come out this month. And that's Lord. exciting. And we have a lot of work to do, but they will come out. Thank you so much for all of your support. If you would like to send your Potter story to us or any fun things, questions, concerns, etc., you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Good one. Good job. Thanks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an idea. Recap. <laughs> 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 all right this recap is brought to you by my deep and sultry npr voice oh my god your covid voice my, my covid voice <laughs> and i <laughs> luckily i'm not in the car with him a lot of, as i'm a 32 year old but uh as a child i hated it you don't Fresh like air. npr not when you're like 12 yeah that's true okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> Okay, so last episode, Meg and I talked about our very sudden California adventure. We visited Universal Hollywood, and we got to see an early version, an early release of the Return to Hogwarts 20th anniversary trailer. So that was super cool. So go listen to that for us dishing out all the gushy details. That was actually two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Yeah. Oh, goodness, you're right. Anniversary when you're... Two episodes ago. But that's still a great recap. I have more. I'm just saying. I know. But I was just letting you know. No, thank you. I wrote this recap before (laughs) that was planned. (laughs) Um, But our last chapter episode, we're still in Ogden's memory in the Pensieve. Ogden's there to arrest Morphin because he attacked a muggle. And Marvolo thinks that because they're descendants of Salazar Slytherin, that is excuse enough for him to not be in trouble. Doesn't he know who they are? No. Do you want me to talk? Well, it is your turn. Is it though? It's <clears throat> Um. <laughs> so Harry sees the last of Ogden's memories and discovers that he was watching part of Voldemort's family. Yay, family reunion! Oh wait, they all suck. He learns that Marvolo and Morphin are arrested shortly after this. You know, and then Marope ran away with a love potion, Tom Riddle. Um, also, later on in my notes, I called him Tom Riddle Jr. And I was like, I don't think that's right. Then I'm like, Sarah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Junior. <laughs> before, le- <laughs> before leaving, Harry gets permission to tell Ron and Hermione what he's found out. And he realizes that the ring Dumbledore has in his office was on his finger when he went to get him. And it's also the same ring that Gon had on his on his figure in the memory. Oh my gosh. I know I said that the really The ring fast. he had on his memory. Memory all alone in the moonlight. That's not how <sighs> that goes. <clears throat> Is everybody ready for some great family conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be like the month of January because then we're talking about <laughs> the Black Sisters on the Felix Files <laughs> and you know talk about some healthy relationships there. <laughs> Jokes on them? Really? I mean, I would guess so. Yeah. Okay. Because they're the ones that are suffering. Yes. Except for Bellatrix, because she's dead, so. All right. <laughs> Let's talk <laughs> about the gods. 
<laughs> so, at, when, where we left off is uh, Marvolo Gaunt is like flabbergasted. That's a good word. Thank you. That his daughter would like muggle trash. And so at this news. Wait, but hold some on. man's trash is another man's treasure. So, uh, you know. Yeah, true. You throw that couch away, someone else might want to use it. Yeah, it'll be Marty O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that I was thinking about him. <laughs> so at this news that his daughter is, uh, you know, peeping and looking at the muggle trash. Would you say a peeping Tom? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> a peeping Tom. Oh my God. Um, you know, but Tom wouldn't want her anyways. And it sends him into a tailspin. And so they're speaking in parcel tongue and he asks his son to repeat what he said. And quote, she likes looking at that muggle, said Morphin, a vicious expression on his face as he stared at his sister, who now looks terrified, always in the garden when he passes, peering through the hedge at him, isn't she? And last night, and then, you know, Mar- what are we calling her? I can't say Merope. That's what I say. You say whatever you want. Merope. Tom's mom shook her head jerkily, imploringly, but Morphin went on ruthlessly. Hanging out the window, waiting for him to ride home, wasn't she? Hanging out the window to look at a muggle, said Gaunt quietly. So, during this conversation, the Gaunt family seems to have forgotten that Ogden is there. (laughs) Um, Because this is more important information than your son going to be arrested. Um, And he looks bewildered and irritated, um, Ogden that is, by the hissing and rasping that's happening in the room. (laughs) Can you imagine standing there and they're just like, <laughs> no, <laughs> Megan, this is really random, but I just need to say it. Oh, sure. Literally every time we say Ogden. Yeah. I think of Bob Odenkirk. Who's that? <laughs> Better Who's call anchor? Saul from, he plays Saul oh, in Saul. Breaking okay. Bad. You don't have to look it up. I know who he is now. You just said And Saul. I just like. Literally every time you say Ogden, I think Odenkirk, and then I picture Bob, and there's his face, and he's the one who's like cowering behind hisses and running away with dust on him. Uh, Yeah, I think of the whiskey. What does that say about us, Tiffany? Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. I just think of good old Bob. Yeah. So here's my question because, like, Ron Weasley knows what parcel tongue is, and he knows that it's like a bad thing. So, but is it a bad thing? It's well, just a language. It's just that bad people use it. Well, he thinks that it's a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. So it's associated with bad things. And so he's Ogden's looking bewildered and irritated by this. So do you think that he knows they're speaking parcel tongue? Or do you think he's just like super confused by what's happening with uh, these people? Uh, I'm sure he knew. He knows it's parcel tongue. I would agree. Katie? And I think part of it is him being annoyed that he doesn't understand it. Well, the only reason why I said why I question if he knew what was going on was because of the bewildered word. But Katie, mm. what do you think? I feel like it's not uncommon knowledge to know what parcel tongue would sound like. Maybe he was bewildered because he was like surprised that they were speaking it because okay. it's so. I can get on board um, with that. It is way more rare of a language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I I just 
like another example as to why I think that he knew what it was is because like how quickly 12 year olds knew what it was whenever Harry spoke it. You know what I mean? True. Like immediately think, people yeah. were like, oh, you're speaking snake language. Well, and there, well, there was also a snake in the room that was responding to that. As there well. is also a snake in the room that Morphin's holding. But he's not like, oh, yeah, I'm talking well, to you. I wonder if he's <laughs> bewildered because the change in tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it went from being on him to being on her. And just being like, yes, he's angry. But then hearing that there's like this muggle that his daughter's looking at, he's probably irate. You know and, what I mean? And, he, and he's so saying he it. goes from just being like annoyed and pissed to then being like oh no 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 like let's have a conversation you know yeah. what i mean well and he's talking quietly is what the author writes so it's kind of like that that uh scary quiet when people get like absolutely like seething with rage mm-hmm. and especially yeah. with <laughs> with him going to have he's having all of his attention on ogden and then he's switching it to his daughter and we know that like neither one of these really any of them are kept in good shape and he's very uh god is very abusive to both of those children so invisibly like they're not okay yeah. um and so i'm sure he's also like oh no like what am i about to witness yeah um so god now refers back to Marope, and he said and it's said that his voice is deadly as he asks her if this is all true my daughter do it <laughs> say it in a deadly voice well it's like a snake voice so what am i going my daughter pure-blooded descendant of salazar slytherin hankering after a filthy dirt veined muggle that's dirt vein dirt vein is that the best you could do deadly wise go ahead i'm inviting you to be successful (laughs) somewhere else (laughs) So Marope is how oh, there. Well, I don't know what I'm going to call her. I'm going to go Marope and Marope. It's my podcast. And Tommy's mommy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate that. <laughs> oh, so she's Tommy's mommy is shaking her head. Furious, no, furiously. And she's pressing herself against a wall. And Morphin continues his tale. And he apparently had hit Tom Riddle with a jinx that covered him in hives. And so Gaunt loses it and he's roaring at her. You disgusting little squib. You filthy little blood traitor. And he moves toward her and he puts his hands around her throat. And Ogden um, and Pensieve Harry both yell out, no. And Ogden uses Relatio, and Gaunt is thrown backwards, and Morphin now joins in the fight, and he lunges at Ogden, brandishing his bloody knife, and he's firing hexes everywhere. So he's like, he's got like a wand in one hand and a knife in the other going after Ogden. And so Ogden, you know, takes his leave, and he runs for his life. And then Dumbledore indicates to Harry that, you know, let's go ahead and go, and Tommy's mommy's scream. <laughs> We're still echoing in his ears. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, everyone, I hate for it saying so much. It. I hate myself for saying it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I like how it sounds funny. It rhymes. That's why I, I know. I like rhyming words. I was thinking of, uh, what's her face? Pickles. What's her first name? What's her first name? Dee uh, Dee. Dee Dee Pickles! Dee Dee Pickles. <laughs> Good old Dee Dee. What's her husband's name? Oh, Phil, right? Stu. 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 
Stu and Phil. Oh, and Phil and Lil Dan. are the Phil twins. Phil and Lil are the right. twins. <laughs> what is What's the, the uncle's name? name? Isn't it Drew? Drew. Stu and Drew. Drew. That's right. And then the baby's name is Dill. Phil Pickles. Why yeah. would they do that to their kids? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least it wasn't bread and butter. <laughs> oh my god. That's the dog's name. Uh, no, let's... it's Spike. <laughs> do you want to talk about pure blood supremacy? Yeah. No, I want to talk about Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do really like the Halloween episode where they have like the haunted house set mm. up. I really like that I episode. I like when um like Reptar. Yeah, when rep- they have reptar bars on that boat, like the when they go bars. see him on ice. Reptar, oh, reptar, yes. reptar, gotta find that reptar, <laughs> reptar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am reptar. Oh, I am reptar. <sighs> okay. So, pure blood supremacy, according to the wiki, was a belief that wizards and witches whose family had not married any muggles or muggle-borns were inherently biologically superior to wizards and witches who had done so. Proponents of this ideology typically regarded muggle-born wizards as impure, unworthy of possessing magical ability, and often actively discriminated against them. And uh, as you could guess, there's a picture on this page of the Malfoys with the Lestranges. It's a nice family photo. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, there's a nice quote from Luscious here. Dear me, what's the use of being a disgrace to the name of wizard if they don't even pay you well for it? <laughs> I thought that he was writing a letter. <laughs> dear, dear me. Dear me. Dear me. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> Your blood is the purest. Oh Your hair looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Arthur says, we have a very different idea of what disgraces the name of wizard, Malfoy. And Malfoy says, clearly the company you keep, Weasley, and I thought your family could sink no lower. So, yeah. Um, it's prevalent in the wizarding world. Probably not as much as it used to be. However, it's still very much around. And... Uh, elitist pure bloods even believe that it was a sign of weak magic to enjoy non-magical company so you can't even hang out right and they seem to believe that some sort of <clears throat> dirtiness of muggles and muggle-borns would rub off into those associated with them thus they considered blood traders to be filthy as well for example the weasley family biggest group of blood traders there are pretty much because they are part of the sacred 28 and they don't live that way <laughs> Which is a good thing, because we see what happens with pure blood families over the years. Gaunts are exhibit A. You don't mm-hmm. want that for yourself. Um, and then Bellatrix obviously is somebody who loves to be elitist. And oh, thank you for loading, Paige. Now you lost my spot. Um, blood Trader is next to M- Mudblood in her book. And she disowns and blasts uh, people off the family tree. And obviously Sirius's mom did that as well. So they stopped seeing her. Narcissa stopped seeing their sister Andromeda after she married Muggleborn wizard Ted Tonks. Lord Voldemort! Let's talk about him because he loves to target blood traitors as well. 
um, even though boyfriend is not pure blood. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. And uh, he's not unlike other people that like to tote around lies about themselves and build platforms off of lies. And yeah. Yeah. So we love that for you. <laughs> oh, but you know, and and it's not something that's lost during Harry's era. We see that Malfoy goes through with it. Obviously, Bellatrix is still toting around her elitism, and it's just something that's not gonna go away right away because you still have people that uh, with that belief. Like we see all the way into Cursed Child, that the Malfoy family didn't really change. And we see that by the way that they treated Draco's wife. What's her name? Astoria. Astoria. Um, R.I.P. <clears throat> truly. And the Black family even had the motto. What do you say? Torgis Pure? I don't know how to say. Du- what a toujours pure, I think. Toujours. Which means always pure. I don't know what the word looks like to be honest. T O U J O U R S P U R. Toujours. Toujours. That sounded French. Yeah. Toujours. <laughs> Toujours. Anyway, so yeah, always pure was their family, black family motto. And we know that Phineas Nigellus, his, you know, he, what did he call Hermione? Did he call mm. her a mudblood? Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of blood superiority within the wizarding world. And so that's why you hear Gaunt calling his daughter a filthy little blood traitor. Calls her a squib. You know, called Tom Riddle dirt vein muggle. It's not good. Dirt veined. Dirt veined. I'm done. <laughs> um, so Ogden is running from the house. He's hurtling up the path and he collides with a horse and Tom Riddle Sr. is riding said horse. And there's also a pretty girl riding a horse beside him. And she was laughing um, because Ogden looks yeah, just, we, I always forget that he's dressed all great. He's just very weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks weird. He's just frantic as well. So that's not really helping his, uh, his appearance. He bounced off the horse's flank, which means, butt, and set <laughs> off again, covered in dust from the road running, Pell-mell, which I was like, what does that mean? It's in a confused, rushed, or disorderly manner um, up the lane. So at this point is when Dumbledore says to Harry, I think that we've seen enough, and they leave the memory. And now they're back in Dumbledore's office. And Harry asks what happened to the girl in the cottage. And Dumbledore basically just tells him, don't worry, she survived. Um, But then he goes on to explain Ogden apparates back to the ministry and then returns with reinforcements within 15 minutes, which is pretty awesome. Um, Morphin and 
Marvolo attempt to fight the ministry, uh, the ministry reinforcements, but both are overpowered, removed from the cottage, and then subsequently convicted by the Wizengamot. Morphin gets sentenced to three years in Azkaban because of his record of muggle attacks. And Marvolo, because he injured several ministry workers in this, you know, like in this exact um, instance, he gets six months in Azkaban. So then Harry, because this is the first time Dumbledore calls Gaunt Marvolo. Uh, So Harry questions the name and he goes Marvolo and Dumbledore smiles like happy that Harry is keeping up with this. And says, yep, that is Voldemort's grandfather. Um, so this is a quote from the book, and this is Dumbledore talking. Marvolo, his son, Morfin, and his daughter, Merope, were the last of the Gaunts, a very ancient wizarding family noted for a vein of instability and violence that flourished through the generations due to their habit of marrying their own cousins. Lack of sense comp- coupled with a great liking for grandeur meant that the family gold was squandered several generations before Marvolo was born. He, as you saw, was left in squalor and poverty with a very nasty temper, a fantastic amount of arrogance and pride, and a couple of family heirlooms that he treasured just as much as his son and rather more than his daughter. So I tried really hard to find information that I if I'm being honest, could understand regarding human inbreeding. And it was pretty hard. But a couple things that, (laughs) yes. Well, so I looked this up because I remember watching, there was a show that was on Netflix for just a season called The Irregulars. And in it, they had, there was a character, this Prince Leopold, or they called him Leo or whatever. And he's based on a real prince and in the show, he had hemophilia, or he was a hemophiliac, That's which means blood. that your blood doesn't clot. Okay. And so I was Googling him when the show came out, and it turns out that, like, this was a real prince. And I believe that he... Um, he had that jaw. Was that the thing? I no, he was hemophiliac. So oh, it's that Prince was Leopold, Duke of Albany, because he died really young. He died when he was 30. Oh, man. He's the eighth child and youngest son of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Um, and he had hemophilia, which contributed to his death because he fell. Um, and they, I think he like, uh, couldn't, like, I think he fell on his head and there was like bleeding on his brain, I believe is how he died. Um, and I think that they said because that is like, I think it was because of inbreeding, I think. Cause I think his parents were like really in so like what i what i found is basically the the effects of inbreeding um what it means is that like your genes will some will just like get deleted or like there aren't really enough genes to like make up what you need to be as a person and also if you're like into science or are a scientist and this is all wrong i am so sorry i am not a scientist but this is no because this is you're not i'm not a scientist i thought you were uh but this is basically what i just got from reading a couple of articles so basically what it is is like because of inbreeding it causes recessive 
disorders to become more prominent because there are less genes for what is the opposite of a recessive gene? A dominant. dominant. So there are less dominant things to cancel out the recessive. If you have a recessive gene in your family, if you're staying within your family, there's more of a chance that recessive things will come to light as you have children. Um, So that is like, that was really all that I could find. So that is why it, that's what they mean whenever they say that like, medical or mental like genetic disorders that are recessive seem to be seen more in environments of inbreeding because those recessive genes tend to be more dominant because you have people with the same genes procreating if that makes sense so basically what I'm trying to say is that like his violence and instability and um, like you could kind of see that there was something going on with morphine, possibly like schizophrenia, possibly bipolar. Like those are just more prominent in these types of families because there are less dominant genes to potentially like make those not happen. Pretty much hmm. is what sense. I got. Um, so Harry catches on at this point that Merope is Voldy's mom, Tommy's mommy. And <laughs> Dumbledore says. That's so bad. <laughs> Tommy's mommy. And then Dumbledore also says here, if you caught it, you can see that we also got a glimpse of Voldemort's father. And Harry realizes at that point that it was the man on the horse. So Merope cherished a secret burning passion for Tom Riddle, senior, senior, senior. Hmm. Anytime, anyway. like I hear, even just like Voldemort's mom or Voldemort's grandpa, or like it's just weird, isn't it? Because you're like, weird. no, he doesn't have family. He's yeah, just like on his own. Like, but he somebody had to make him. Yeah, I guess it's just very oh. strange. Um, <laughs> so Harry. You know, sometimes he's just a little innocent Harry, and he goes, and they ended up married? He's just in disbelief, <laughs> like, unable to imagine two people less likely to fall in love, and he's not wrong. Um, So Dumbledore says, I think you're forgetting that Merope was a witch. So while she's getting terrorized by her father, yeah, she really did seem like a squib, like she didn't have very many magical powers, but once her father and brother were locked up in Azkaban... She was alone, free for the first time in her life, and it seems that she was able to get control over her magic and, quote, plot her escape from the desperate life she had led for 18 years. So we actually get an age. We know she's 18. So Dumbledore asks if Harry can think of a way that Merope could have made Tom Riddle forget this uh, muggle companion who we see and fall in love with her instead. And Harry's like, maybe an Imperius curse. And then he does suggest a love potion. So Dumbledore says, I think she did use a love potion. Uh, it probably seemed more romantic to her. And it couldn't have been too difficult. Say Tom Riddle is riding on his horse and she watches him every day and it's a hot day and he offers she offers him a glass of water. There you go. Um, 
So then Dumbledore says, within a few months of the scene we have just witnessed, the village of Little Hangleton enjoyed a tremendous scandal. Mm. You can imagine the gossip it caused when the squire's son ran off with the tramp's daughter, Merope. But the villager's shock was nothing to Marvolos. He returned from Azkaban expecting to find his daughter dutifully awaiting his return with a hot meal ready on his table. <sighs> Instead, he found a clear inch of dust and her note of farewell explaining what she had done. So apparently... From what Dumbledore can gather, Marvolo never mentioned her again after that. Um, apparently, the shock of her desertion may have contributed to his early death. Or, <laughs> Dumbledore says, perhaps he had simply never learned to feed himself. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Wouldn't shock me. Just like slight jokes. <laughs> right. Like a very non-jokey situation. <laughs> right. God. Um, he, he never did live to see Morphin return to the cottage, get out of Azkaban. Um, so Harry reminds us that Merope did die and that Voldemort did grow up in an orphanage. And so Dumbledore says, basically from here, it's guesswork, but it doesn't really seem too difficult to figure out what happened. So within a few months of their runaway marriage, which I had forgotten that they got married. Like it wasn't just like this was longer than just like a one night love potion. Yeah. Thing. Like, like how long was she administering it to him? Right. It was a few months, bare minimum. Um. So a few months after the runaway marriage, Tom Riddle reappeared at the manor in Little Hangleton without Merope. Uh, the rumor around the neighborhood was that he had been, quote, hoodwinked and taken in, which means he was under an enchantment that was now lifted. And he didn't want us to actually say that because he would look totally insane. And the villagers just guessed that Merope had lied to Tom Riddle and that she had pretended she was going to have his baby and that she had that he had married her for that reason. I just want to say... Let's just take all this out of context. Don't don't start rumors. Don't listen to rumors. Rumor no. has it. There's just a lot wrong with this entire situation. Mm -hmm. The whole it's not thing okay. is so not fine. They were actually married for a year. Wow. Oh, wow, really? Is, but not until a year after they were married, Tom Riddle left yeah. her while she was still pregnant. It's a fun fact. They were married for a long time. I mean, I guess it's I not, just, depending, depending on what you're looking it's at. longer than some people's marriages. Two hours. You know? Was that Britney's? Huh? <laughs> Is that Britney Spears' marriage? I think Kim Kardashian's beat that. She's married oh. for 72 hours. To who? I think it was when she was married to that uh, basketball player, the really tall guy. She had that extravagant Oh, wedding wow. How many basketball hours? players are really tall? Hot darn. Well, I don't think she wanted to marry him beforehand <laughs> and then just went through with it and then realized. Hold on. What did you say? But then she was legally married to him significantly longer because the she was pregnant with. Why do I know that she was pregnant with North and she was still married to him legally? Yeah. Wow. You didn't know you I were was, in a gossip column. Da, da, da. I was just being a jerk and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. How many basketball players are really tall? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Any whoosies? Are you done, Katie? I don't want to interrupt you. I am done, ma'am. Go okay. ahead. The following section includes discussions of sexual assault, consent, and rape. If you would like to skip this section, Please move forward to time marker one hour, six minutes. So Harry states the fact that she did have a baby with Tom Riddle, like she, that her baby daddy. 
Uh, and Dumbledore said that, yes, she had a baby after they were married. It was a year later. Tom Riddle left her whilst she was pregnant. Uh, I kind of think, like, a little bit in his defense. Because, um, like, later on, I talk about this. Like, I wonder how much he remembered to, like, also, he doesn't love you. Anyways, yeah. But, like, cool. So Harry asked what happened with the love potion. And I said, side note, this kind of reminds me of Queenie and, like, the Jacob situation. But at least in that situation, they both love each other. It just made me think of, like, her also using a love potion to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it didn't end well. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Whoops. The very yeah. beginning of the second movie. Um, but because also, that's how she got him to marry her. They didn't and, get, like move. They didn't get no, no propose. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Propose um, and move. But like to he like when he Way wakes behind. like when not wakes up from it, but kind of he doesn't even know where they're at. Like he doesn't remember any of it. So like yeah. how much of this does Tom Riddle remember? And that's also a whole other probably remembers asking um, for some water. Like that's that's <laughs> um non-consensual relations because he is not aware of anything going on. Right. So that's terrible. Awful. Love potions yeah. are bad. Correct. I, I no, feel like, like they're awful. I feel like on the outside people are like, oh, love potion and the bottle's pretty, you know, that we see like at the wizarding world and stuff. And it's like they're actually one of the worst things in the world yeah yeah it's not okay yeah yeah I, it like kind of aggravates me that they're sold at weasley wizard wheezes i know they really shouldn't be yeah i mean yeah well and uh, i don't think those are like true true love potions right or are they yeah that's it, what it, ramilda it, uses yeah, i think that's isn't why it ron went bananas mm. because she as as long the, the longer they sit the stronger they get and so she filled all the chocolates that right all the chocolates with them um and that's why he was so like i mean yeah. what he, he like hits harry over it doesn't he or like throw something at him yeah he throws the chocolates at harry or something what's left over it i'm in love with her i'm in love with her <laughs> <laughs> So Dumbledore, uh, what Dumbledore says next is he's basically calling this guesswork because no one really knows, no one but Merope really knows like what exactly happened. Because even if Tom Riddle was there, essentially he was drugged for however mm-hmm. long until from the time that she first gave him the love potion until she either stopped or like reversed it or whatever. That entire time he was drugged, right? And so it's from the book. It says, I believe that Merope, who was deeply in love with her husband, could not bear the continuing enslaving him by magical means. I believe that she made the choice to stop giving him the potion. Perhaps besotted as she was, she had convinced herself that he would by now have fallen in love with her in return. Perhaps she thought he would stay for the baby's sake. If so, she was wrong on both counts. He left her, never saw her again, and never troubled to discover what became of his son. And I think part of this is because he doesn't remember... Now he's spent more than a year away from like people he cares about in his family and his home. And essentially he's spent an entire year being sexually assaulted. Like that is exactly what happened. Especially yeah. if a mm-hmm. child came from this. I hate this. Um, and if he doesn't remember it, how does he even know it's his kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, Cause you have literally no recollection. Yeah. So why would you believe that you did any of those things if you cannot remember? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it, and you're and on top of that, you're a muggle. So you don't know about this anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know that that's a thing that can happen to you. Like if you're a wizard or a witch, like, you know, seemingly maybe that 
love potions exist or like the imperious curse exists and you know you can put two and two together if you don't remember what's happening but if you're a muggle you don't have that information ready to try and piece together this puzzle yeah and i i literally say like this entire situation is heartbreaking because again from what we see with queenie and jacob like he can't he doesn't remember much so like i i wonder like how much time remembers but at the same time like if you cannot consciously verbally give consent then it's you're it's it's salt like you need to i don't know it just makes me sick but i also googled love potion and amortentia because we're talking about this um so from the wikia because there's two different pages because there's love potions and then there's um amortentia so like i don't really know if there's a difference but we're gonna chat about it let's do it Oh, he wants to be right into the box. He's like, love potions suck. He must have a lot to say about consent because it's important. It is very important. Look at that mom, you. (laughs) All I see are ears. So love potions were potions that which caused the drinker to become infatuated or obsessed with the person who gave it to them. They are considered to be powerful and highly dangerous. Um, it says Amortentia was the most powerful love potion in existence. So, like, were they? Do they sell Amortentia like at the at the store, I, or is it just like a different? I love would potion? think no. I would think it's like a lesser. Yeah. Like not as strong. Yeah. Yeah. So pearl dust was Diluted. an ingredient found in all <laughs> love potions. They're banned. Um, they're one of the banned items at Hogwarts. Um, Although students smuggle it in through various means. Obviously, we see uh, what's-her-face use it. So, some history. I don't... I'm going to like look this up. This is according to a video game. What? The, what's the What's the video game? The Chamber Hogwarts. of Secrets one. Laverne oh, okay. de Montmorcini. I don't know. Invented a number of different love potions. Did she look like the green thing? Is that why she had to invent it? Yeah. She looks like a zombie. Uh, and we see t- um, Albus Dumbledore believed that Moro be gone to use a love potion to obtain the affections of Tom Riddle Sr., a wealthy muggle who lived in her village, whom she was infatuated with, as it would have been more romantic method of obtaining his love than, also- than the also possible method of the imperious curse, which again would still be non-consensual sex. Um, she then seemed to stop him, gi- stop giving it to him, and he understandably ran off, leaving her and her unborn baby to fend for themselves. Um, they're banned at Hogwarts, but this does not stop students from making them or trying to win hearts by the use. Uh, it says Molly Weasley attempted to, um, attempted, no, admitted to having brewed a love potion when she was a girl at Hogwarts. Did she use it? Uh, I don't think it's ever really said, but like the way they talk about it. I I feel like she would be the type to like brew it to like see if she could brew it and then like not use it because she felt bad. Yeah. Um, I think this is that game that's no longer going to be a thing, right? Hogwarts Mystery? Mystery? Yeah. So I don't care about it. I'm not reading about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Valentine's Day 1992, Gilderoy Lockhart implored his uh, co-workers at Hogwarts to join him in celebrating the occasion, suggesting that students should ask Professor Snape how to brew a love potion. Snape did not approve this and was <laughs> and was looking as though the first person asking for a love potion would be force-fed poison. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least he didn't. Okay, so the word "infatuated" was used for Tommy's mommy, and the word <laughs> we used the word "infatuated" a lot with Snape. 
and Lily. Lily. So I think it says a good amount about Snape is that he had definitely the ability to try and give a love potion to Lily and never did. So that's good. And the <laughs> so <touch>. that's good. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find this silver lining. <laughs> In her fourth year, Pansy Parkinson told Rita Skeeter that she believed Hermione was capable of brewing a love potion, and this was the that this was the method she thought Hermione had used to win the interest of Victor Crumb and oh allegedly Harry Potter. Skeeter published these false claims in Witch Weekly and urged Albus Dumbledore to investigate them further. Let's be honest, Hermione can get whomever she wants Correct. and she didn't want Harry for sure but like also ended up not wanting Victor Crumb also can we stop putting <clears throat> women against women dumb. also she's allowed to date correct yeah Gosh. thank you <laughs> correct um it says the wheezy Weasley wow Weasley's wizard wheezes shop began carrying a range of love potions as it's part of Wonder Witch line in 1996 um, Filch banned all of the products from them from Hogwarts. Um, and then they began shipping love potions disguised as perfume and cough potions, allowing Hogwarts students to order love potions despite mandatory searches on owls. Hermione overheard girls in the bathroom discussing discussing ways to sneak Harry Potter a love potion. Gosh, I hate this. Terrible. It's just so bad. Um, Ramil Devane tried to give one of the Weasleys uh, love potions to Potter by spiking gilly water. <laughs> and a box of uh, chocolate cauldrons. I will never not think of Virginia Kelly with Gilly. Uh, yeah, and that's why I <laughs> by saying it. Um, uh, having been warned by Hermione, uh, Harry refused the Gilly water when her- Ramilda offered it to him, but was forced to accept her chocolates. Harry kept the unopened box in his room until March of the next year. That's why it was so strong. Oh, it was right. over a year. That's some strong. When Ron Weasley potion. found it and ma- mistaking it for a birthday gift, <laughs> ate half the chocolates. Let's talk about that's oh, Ron just, Weasley though. He's will, like shoveling he them in. I think it was for his birthday because I was thinking like birthday gift. I'm like his birthday because it like slid off and like he thought it was part of this pile of presents. Hilarious. And then obviously um, it's Ron, so he has to like shovel them in his yeah. face. And so Ron instantly became obsessively smitten with Ramilda and had to be taken to a slughorn to be given an antidote. I love Ron, Ron's love for food. Yeah. Like, Me I too. love it because I feel like it's on mm-hmm. our level. Like, we love food and we love good food and so does he. So when I, like, see that gif of him, like, gnawing on, like, a chicken leg, I'm like, yes, that is... <laughs> I, get, I get that. <laughs> so love potions, Austin... Austin... I don't know how to say that word. How do you say this word? Which ostentatious? No. Ostensibly? Ostensibly? Ostensibly. There we go. Caused the drinker to romantically obsess over the person who gave them the potion. However, true love cannot be produced through artificial means, and thus the feelings that love potions created were more like obsession than affection. The effect that a love potion had would wear off over time in order to maintain the potion's effect. The giver must have continually administered doses, or else the recipient would fall out of love with them a single dose typically lasted up to 24 hours but the oh. precise duration was dependent on the weight of the drinker as well as the attractiveness of the giver huh that's Wait, super subjective hold on. and really effed up hold, well yeah it is but hold on so if we think the um Merope is described as not being a looker correct right even though that's in the eye of the beholder so like the beholder 
Katie. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh. and so if we talk about even like the the minimum, like tw- every twenty four hours for an entire year, every day at least, she's gonna have to be giving him mm-hmm. this potion in some fashion. That still makes me feel like not makes me feel like garbage, but the fact that it's like. How do you how do you measure someone's attractiveness? Like that's that's not measurable. Bogus. That's yeah. That's like you I have, hate that. People have types, you know. That's super bogus. And some people I mean? don't. And and it's some messed people, up. I just don't like it. I don't a lot like of it. things that the author does that I'm reading now, and it's like you did wrong. Like that's dumb. It is dumb. So love potions would work regardless of whether the giver is present when the recipient consumes them, the longer the recipient kept the potions or potion spiked items, the more potent the effect would become as love potions matured over time. Unlike the people giving them or like the author, it was possible for the creation of a love potion to go wrong, causing the recipient to obsess over a person other than the giver. Um, there was an antidote to counteract the effect of love potions, but even after it had been given, one would still retain all of the embarrassing memories of how one acted under the influence of the administered love potion. But like, is that true? Because then why Ron felt I guess, terrible? I guess according to the thing, it's true. But like, then why is Jacob acting like he doesn't remember anything? Well, I don't remember any of that movie, so I'm not the person to ask. Anyways, whatever. Whatever. Um. So, well, Puff Puff. I should say this because I hate it so much, and I don't know. I don't like that. Um, Puff Puff just said, "I feel like the attractiveness of the giver to the recipient. It must be, otherwise, it doesn't make sense. So, how they feel the attractiveness of the other person is. So, like, but like, how would Ron? Like, Ron was not given them by Ramil Devane. Don't know. So, like, how does that work? I don't know. Does your brain automatically like, oh, these are Ramil Devane's chocolates? <laughs> like, you know how you feel about but, her. But like, he did. He said, he said Ramilda. I know. He Yes, but like. So, yeah. Because he, because her, her, her essence was in the potion. Was like, okay. So, like, what if you have to put your hair in there? But like, that's you know how, what I mean? how does it know? So, like, I Maybe. bought, I bought a love potion. What's in it? Did they say? What's it like the yeah? Like, what are the ingredients here's my question for it? First, yeah. Here's my question first. Sure. I buy a love potion. I'm at the Weasley shop. I say, "What up, not dead Weasley?" Because I can't remember George. George. <laughs> this is correct. What up, George? Okay. This what is, up, Ron? This is like whomever, today. Whomever works there. <laughs> okay. I go up. I buy a love potion. Sure. I bring it home. Yeah. Do you have to like now, add your hair what or if a toenail? I, what if I pour it in water and I give it to you, but like I'm nowhere near you? Then yeah. you're gonna fall. I'm gonna fall in love with you. With yeah. But what if instead of this, I give it to you? I don't. I just give you the bottle. Yeah. And then you do like, how does it know that like you are the recipient or like you're the one that's giving it? So like, how does it know that like if I give it and I pour it into water for you to drink? Yeah. But instead of me giving you the bottle, I give it to my neighbor. That's what I'm saying. Like, how does it? <laughs> how does it differentiate? Who... I don't think it matters who gets it. I think no, like, but what I'm saying is like, what's the difference between like, how does it know? How does it know the who brewer the giver is? versus the? That's what res- I'm saying. Giver, Do yeah. you have to add part of yourself in order for it to be like click? I work like it needs some DNA of some kind. 
I don't. It's magic. It maybe, like it's just magic. maybe it needs like a toenail or a piece of skin. It says Ash Winter eggs were a King. common ingredient in many varieties of love potions, as were rose thorns, peppermint, and moonstone. Since there are many different types of love potions, therefore there are many different methods in which to brew them. Pearl dust was an ingredient in all love potions. Or um, you have to use your wand for some things. Maybe your wand is, you know, being know. a part of I don't you. Know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I didn't write this. <laughs> um, I don't know if the, genuinely. I don't know if this should be said or not because I don't agree and I don't want to. Okay, that's fine. But any whoosies, love potions. And then I also looked up Amortentia because it comes, there's so many different love potions. Maybe this will have an answer for us. You're insane. So it was the most powerful love potion in existence. Um, as you sh- It uh, caused a powerful infatuation or obsession from the drinker. It had a distinct mother of pearl sheen and a steam rose from it and characteristic spirals. Um, let's see if it says anything different. It says it had a different aroma for everyone who smelt it because they dealt it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it. it. Uh, Reminding each other, nope, each person of the things that they found most attractive, even if the person did not acknowledge or was unaware of their fondness for the object of affections themselves, a.k.a. Hermione Granger smelt fresh cut grass, new parchment, and Ron Weasley's hair. What does his hair smell like? Hopefully clean. Red. Does red have a smell? Ron Weasley. <laughs> Harry Potter smelt treacle tart, the woody scent of broomstick handle, and something flowery that he thought he might have smelled at the burrow. He later realizes it's the smell of Ginny. <laughs> I'm sorry I read it like that. That's terrible. <laughs> um, it doesn't tell us what the ingredients are or anything. Yeah, see, like I don't like that. Nature. What, uh, um, obviously, we just said the the two people we know that have smelled their amortensia, what it smells like. Um, we know that. Why does it say Ginny when it's really like something flowery from the burrow? No, so he realizes. I know it. I know he that, realizes like, Ginny. Sm- he re- he knew he smelled it at the burrow, and then he realizes when he sees Ginny later on that day that it's Ginny he smelled. I know, but it should say. Parentheses, flowery, burrow thing. thing. But it's Ginny. It's her. It's her scent. Yeah, it's but like it should it, say maybe what it's it said in the book, and then say that he later realizes was Ginny's. They did say that before. Not in there. Okay. I don't like how that's written. Well, right. I have. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> um, I will say it says behind the scenes, it. It's changed what Hermione smells as the third one because it's not. Um, she doesn't say it in the book, right? She says the two. Right. She says it in the movie because, like, he talks about tooth, or she's like they're brushing their whatever. teeth together. I think at the burrow, Tiffany, <laughs> and he yeah. wipes it from her face, and that's why she says. Are they brushing their teeth together, or did somebody just have toothpaste on their mouth? Left I don't over. know. From Toothpaste was involved. Brushing they session. They were brushing teeth. Teeth were brushed. They were, I, I, whatever. Was good hygiene It was together. good hygiene. And she says, <laughs> spearmint. Um, any hoosies. 
Oh, it says, this is what it says. It says, Ron points out to Hermione there's toothpaste yeah. on her face and her parents being dentists. Okay. That's exactly why. I thought is. you were going to say her parents being dead. Um, I was like, they're not. The etymology <laughs> is, is amour is a Rowan god of love. And the word amour is French means love. That's not a, at all what it says. That made no sense saying that. And then <laughs> tentia is the Latin for held. So love held. That's love hot. held me number nine. What? I don't know. Okay. So going back to not talking about love potions and how they're freaking terrible and that uh, consent is very important. So they realize them being Harry and Dumbledore, that it's much later in the night now. And Dumbledore tells Harry that they've done enough. Um, but before Harry leaves, he asks him, Harry asks if it's important to know about Voldemort's past and Dumbledore's like, yeah, it's very important. It has everything to do with the prophecy. And then this is me just asking, can someone explain why it's important? Like, why is it because of like the whole mother's love crap? Like what exactly? <laughs> so, you mean so the thing I never, that like, saves when he everyone? Says, like everything, it has everything to do with the prophecy. Like, but what does? To explain. me, watching this scene had less to do about the prophecy and more to do about horcruxes the horcruxes yeah. um so i'm not really Maybe. sure unless like it was the whole but i mean th watching that scene had nothing to do with like merope using a love potion blah 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 yeah. so like so like i don't i don't know uh, yeah so I what what i'm gathering from this um from like Dumbledore's perspective is that if Harry is going to be the one to, I just saw the episode to take to take down <laughs> Voldemort that he needs to be able to fully understand Voldemort how he ticks where he comes from what he does everything about him understand how his mind works in order to be successful and you need to see the past to be able to figure out what's important to him and what would be turned into a horcrux which eventually leads to the destruction of Voldemort which is essentially the prophecy you know one's gotta go and so like there's a point in seven where Ron says like, you really understand him. Don't you? And Harry's like, yeah, bits of him. And I think that that really helps him later on, especially when he's talking about the elder wand <laughs> and, um, making his decision to not go after the elder wand and definitely stick to the, like the plan of the Horcruxes in order to take him out. And I just, like, I understand what Dumbledore is saying. Like, it's important to know your enemy and know everything about them and how they tick. I guess I guess what just confused me was, like, the bringing up of the prophecy. I agree. I don't I don't disagree with you. I think sure. that's all correct. That yeah. He should that it's important to to see where he comes from and like what Because really like this is a huge turning point shortly after this because they're going to be arrested. Everything changes. But like, I just to me, there's no connection to the prophecy. And I don't know why you would say that. Well, I think that the Horcrux lead to the prophecy because yeah, one that's But the, do they? That's how you get that's how you get rid of the one. Like you have to know like neither can live while the other survives. So like how are you going to make the other one not survive? Horcruxes. The rings in there. That's the hiding place of it. Blah 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 blah. blah. 
I don't know. I just don't. I think it's. I don't think he should have said that personally. That's just me. There's a lot of things Dumbledore didn't get correct in this year. Oh my okay? gosh. Anyways, so Harry's gotten up to leave, uh, but he asks if he can tell Ron and Hermione everything they talked about. His response is yes. I think Ron, Mister. Nope. Yes, I think Mr. Weasley and Miss Granger have proved themselves trustworthy. But Harry, I'm going to ask you to ask them not to repeat any of this to anybody. It would not be a good idea if word got around how much I know or suspect about Voldemort's secrets. So Harry assures them that he will just tell Ron and Hermione. And I said, this makes me think of like those reels and TikToks that have been around lately where it's like people are saying like your secret's safe with me. It's like and my best friend or like and my husband or partner or whatever. Uh, because I think that he would have told them maybe not everything, but he would have told them something without Dumbledore's permission. Um, and so Dumbledore's like already like, I know you're going to tell them. So like, you can go ahead and tell them, but don't tell anyone else. Mm-hmm. Megan. Okay. So I, I looked up the actual wording of the prophecy and I think it does for whatever reason, this, this um, memory literally maybe he only showed well okay hold on he showed it to him for a couple reasons i think meaning it's the gaunt's home it's you're seeing two horcruxes um etc etc but when pertaining to the prophecy it says and the dark lord will mark him as his equal but he will have power the dark lord knows not which directly relates to the love of a mother so I think that that is the only connection there. Okay. Is a mother's love? Talking about the... Is a mother's love. Yeah. Okay. Or just having... Knowing love in general. Like, clearly you can see where Voldemort's family comes from and there is Uh, no love. Well, and I wonder if that's part of the love potion thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That there's a lot. So they had to have a potion. Yeah. Got it. Um, But do you think that he would have told... (laughs) Ron and Hermione, even if he hadn't asked Dumbledore if he could tell them. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Yeah, I Maybe not everything. Some stuff. If he was yeah. told not to, but I think he would have told them stuff. Yeah. I mean, they would have been asking. Like, do you <laughs> do you not tell Marty when people are like, don't tell anybody? No, I tell him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I love, though, I <laughs> when I was in September and I was texting about something and you were like, can I tell Marty? I was like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So right before he's about to leave, um, uh, like literally he's like almost to the door. He sees an ugly gold ring set with a large cracked black stone. And it's the same ring that he saw on Gaunt's finger. And Harry states that he saw Dumbledore wearing that ring when they first visited Slughorn and Dumbledore confirms that he was. And then Harry asks if it's the same ring that Gaunt shows to Ogden. Uh, And it is the very same ring. So Harry then asks if he has always had it. And it's just out, no, he recently gained it into his, or I guess, what would be the right word to say? Acquired it into his possession just a few days before he picked Harry up from his aunt and uncle's house. And then Harry asks if that's uh, when he injured his hand. And yes, it was around that time. And then when Harry starts to ask him about it, Dumbledore tells him that he will hear the story another time and bids him a good night. But does he hear him? I mean, not from his mouth. Literally, saying. Dumbledore is, you'll understand when you're older. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always. This um, will all make sense when I am older. I, am older. <laughs> I don't even know what Samantha. <laughs> I really like what 
Sive said in the Discord that seeing this memory humanizes Voldemort. So, mm-hmm. like, being told that you have to kill the greatest dark wizard of all time could seem impossible, but seeing his beginnings really hits home that once upon a time, Voldemort was just a man. I like that. Just a man, too. Very you know? good. So, yeah, I like was, that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Lightning bolt round. Let me pull up the questions. Nice sounds. Thanks. I haven't done this in a while. Dude, I feel like remember? I haven't podcasted in like 10 you years. Know, I know. I, I need know. to come to terms with it. It's the time of year that I need to wear socks over your house. Um, and I, have, I hate and wearing my socks. My toes are cold. I know. My toes are new socks cold. You live in Florida Christmas. where it's not freezing. I sat out on my porch all day today. That time of year. Um, I laid in my bed most of the day. Happiness and peace Ooh. are tidings of good cheer. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. Katie. Never. Katie Kayakdell asks, rapid answers, original lightning bolt question. Oh, no. Let's go. Who would, you, who would you rather have tea and talk to? Marvolo or Morphin? Marvolo. Marvolo. I think Marvolo. <laughs> Morphin might stab me. So I know. I yeah. Know. He's like kind of scary. Seems a little like a loose cannon there. <laughs> rapid. Come on. It's 50 I want to say Morphin, and I don't know why. You know why. Because you're a little off, too. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I love these. Catherine asks, what do you think Tom Riddle would have called his mom if she lived and kept him? Like, would he have called her Mummy? He would have called her Mom- Ropey. Yeah, he would have called her first Mama name. Ropey. He would have done Blood that. Trader. <laughs> Mare Bear, Mare Bear. Bear. the Mare egg Bear. donor. <laughs> oh god! Uh, no, I um, feel like he would be on a first name basis. Yeah, yeah. What a little. Anyway, Mrs. Miss Gaunt. Miss Sive asks, "Who do you think Maropi's mother was? Another pure blood, obviously, but was she as ill-tempered as her husband or relative?" Hmm. probably not no she probably was meek yeah mm-hmm. because she was forced to be yeah i feel like yeah. she you know how harry turned out opposite of how he was raised i feel like that's kind of like her situation too except i f- she used a love potion so she's you know that way i feel like her mom was probably I mean this was probably an arranged marriage so she just kind of felt like this is this is what her future is and it is what it is she can't really have a say about it yeah which is sad but um Sam Gartley do you think that there was or is a Hogwarts health class and if there was who would you want to teach it (laughs) no and Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be great. Sarah and <laughs> look at your undesirable list. <laughs> me? Oh my god. Yeah, like a Sarah one. added herself to I'm looking at questions. The undesirable list. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't look at it yet because I have other questions up. 
Uh oh. She's being bad. She's being who bad. Would I, who would I want? Probably Madame Pomfrey because I would want to. If you're gonna teach them somebody competent, correct. Yeah. Why not Gilroy Lockhart? <laughs> Uh, because he willfully stole from people and wiped their memories. I don't trust him. He to... just removed some bones. It's I don't fine. Trust, I don't trust him. His arm didn't hurt anymore. Just saying. <laughs> There's no bones left. <laughs> no bones day. Uh, who would I want to teach? Do I... you think that there is a class and who would you want to teach it? Oh, I don't think there is, but there should be. Um, but I would want Madame Pumphrey too. That just makes sense to me. I would like Madame Pomfrey. I'm actually going to say that I'm going to say that there is because we never hear of any like issues with that. So that makes me think that the kids are potentially educated on it at some point. And it's probably yeah. Harry's probably just oblivious to it because he's Harry. So like that's why we don't know that it happened or existed or I it happens like we would have known because he is immature with Ron. Well, I mean, they're kids, though. Like, I, right. I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would have been known. I don't think that they have it. True. Um, next. Isaiah. Why does Harry and or Dumbledore automatically assume a love potion? Is it purely because she was viewed as unattractive by the both of them? I think because there he was um going i think that it's like basically said like he was already courting another woman and i don't think that um i I don't think that she could have just gotten him you know what i mean like i think it was more more than just attractiveness i think at that time like it also has to do with like your social standing and like you might marry someone for love but you're not going to be um if he comes from like the best of the best in that town, because Stephen said that he owns like half the town, right? Or his dad does. So he's he's wealthy. He's got influence. His family does. So like he's not going to marry regardless. And if he does, he wouldn't. Why would he run out of his wife and kid if think, he wanted to be like if he went? You know what I mean? Well, I think she wanted to feel loved. And I yeah. think that the imperious curse is not something that would have necessarily like done that for her. Like maybe you she's to- not strong enough to do it or mean it enough. True. Um, and there was the mention of, uh, romance, I think. Um, and she just, that's something that she wanted to feel and it needed to be believable to the outside world and to her. Like she wanted to feel like this was something that was real. And I think that maybe that was the option that was going to give her the most realistic feel out of this. Cause you also have to think like that she herself has had a very traumatic like upbringing and has not probably known any love. So like, that's probably something she's very desperate for. Um, so. Yeah. Katie. <laughs> Katie's quiet. I forgot the question. I love your honesty. I was just listening to everybody. Why do you Um, think it was a love potion? Why do you think Harry and Dumbledore automatically assumed a love potion? Oh, honestly, I don't think there's anything left to add. I think you guys nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. It just makes the most sense. Yeah, it does make the most sense. Imperious. I think, yeah, I think she would want to feel the romantic feels, you know? I think that Dumbledore knows enough about potions and spells to be able to deduce it. Yeah. Um, That's a big word. I mean, he's 
he's plus, a smart guy as annoying as he is he's pretty smart plus like he's done <laughs> <The> more <laughs> he's done more research than just like the memories we see because he'll say right like, from what i've gathered yeah blah 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 from what i found out this so i'm sure he's yeah. talked to absolutely anybody that he could from that village yeah for sure um that's it we don't have bingo or house cut because of technical difficulties so what difficulties my whole life is a technical difficulty well ravenclaw i don't know there are points in here did something get fixed i'm gonna oh Vinny i'm gonna give it because are you gonna is in first so gryffindor wins the house cut and he did fix it. Yeah, hey, thank Vinny. you. Thank you, Vinny. Did you cheat for us too? <laughs> I'm here for this win, you guys. I'm gonna fully accept it. Congrats like we've to been Gryffindor. Doing this, this whole time. Should have been Ravenclaw because I believe that our story is from our Ravenclaw. Boo. Oh, they're also from the Bay Area. Woo woo woo. Hey, Steph Curry. Oh, the story. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Are we ready for the fan story? Yeah, I've go for been it. born ready. All right. This comes from Audrey Butte from February of this year, still 2021. What is wrong with him? Like, oh, like, that just was like a second ago. What? It's almost a nope. whole year ago. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Quite literally. So, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Audrey? It's Aubrey. Aubrey Butte. Hi, ladies. My name is Aubrey Butte. I'm 25 years old and live in California's Bay Area. Woo-woo! Go Warriors! Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo! Megan! My Potter's story starts with me watching the first three movies when I was in early elementary school. It was with my next-door neighbors who were reading the books and already Harry Potter fans. I was a kid who had an overactive imagination to the point that I couldn't even look at horror movie covers at Blockbuster or Target because I would get nightmares about them. Shout out to Blockbuster! <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I was not fond of the Dementors or Voldemort on the back of Quirrell's head, but mostly the Dementors. <laughs> I think this caused me to not initially get into Harry Potter. It wasn't until my middle school days that I finally read the books because I needed AR points and <laughs> no knew it was a fairly good series. Well, I was pleasantly surprised and appreciated all the extra details I was getting that weren't in the movies. The last movie out at that time was Order of the Phoenix, which is actually my favorite. Hey, Meg. Yes, on your side. We've got a lot in common. <laughs> All the- I mean, actually, I don't know if you're a Warriors fan, but I just assume you are because you're from the Bay Area. So You know you what assuming be. does? <laughs> mm-hmm. Donkeys. <laughs> Donkeys. All the different details and extra plot lines in the book that made me appreciate the series a lot more. So I eagerly read the last two books. Unfortunately, when the rest of the movies came out, I did not enjoy them as much because I was now expecting the quality of the books. My love for the Wizarding World re-sparked with the Fantastic Beasts movies, but not until a couple years ago did I reread the books on Audible because I had a long BART, that's the Bay Area Regional Transit, transit commute to work. I love that. <laughs> yeah, me I too, man. I, I, love, I, love, I love that, man. <laughs> I'm on BART today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had a long bark commute to work in San Francisco. I listened to them again during the mess that was 2020 while working mm. from home. The second listen sparked my interest in Potter podcasts, and I eventually found you guys after the holiday season. I love the humor and good vibes y'all bring. I'm a Ravenclaw. Hey, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> She's actually in the chat right now. Hey, Aubrey. Aubrey. In the chat. Yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. <laughs> Which makes sense because I'm the person who has always who always has the random information about anything. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My wand is dogwood, ten inches with a phoenix feather core and surprisingly swishy Swisher! flexibility. Love it. My Patronus from the Wizarding World website is a wild rabbit, but I took a different quiz because, to be honest, I'm not a fan of the website's quiz. And that one, blame you. I got an otter, which is Aww, an animal. That's awesome. Cute. I absolutely die of cuteness when I see them at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, and I'm a swimmer, so it makes sense if my Patronus animal is aquatic. Therefore, I accept it as my true Patronus. I love that. None of my friends or family are as into the series as I am, although my boyfriend is trying. When we first <laughs> met in college as friends, I made him take the sorting quiz, and he was a Gryffindor. No surprise, because he is a textbook Griff. Recently, I made him take the Patronus quiz, not the Wizarding World one, and he got a phoenix. Cool. So basically, <laughs> oh my, my boyfriend I, is doubled. I want this. <laughs> I want really this Patronus jealous. quiz. Right? Yeah, give me, this, share give me this other Patronus quiz. Oh. After finally catching up on the episodes, I immediately became a patron so I could get in on the Discord shenanigans and live recordings. <laughs> Thank you for being beautiful souls that share and respect each other's varying personalities. It's so nice to hear conversations between y'all that can get heated, hilariously sometimes, but ultimately respectful, even with the teasing. For Ravenclaw and respect, Aubrey Butte. <laughs> Aubrey, you're great. And you know, I'm Aubrey. really sorry that they wouldn't let us have a win today, because it could have been for me and you. <laughs> Listen, Gryffindors uh. don't care. We're going to take what we can get. I know. <laughs> Even when the points come in last second. <laughs> <laughs> when the points don't matter. <laughs> Thank you so much for your story. And I love that you're in the chat. Like, that makes yes. me so happy that you're in the chat with us today. Sometimes I'll try to, like, do that on purpose. But I did not. I did not. That was all fate today. That was amazing. It was amazing. Um, And since you're a Ravenclaw, it's kind of cool that I'm pulling a joke from the unofficial Harry Potter Ravenclaw joke book. Oh, today. right. All right. It. Let's see. I've been doing What's... really good with the jokes on the popsicle sticks that we've been eating lately. So I'm like, I'm ready to go. All right. What's the worst kind of greeting in the wizarding world? I don't the know. deathly hellos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That's bad. Oh, I have a I have a January joke because this comes out in January. <laughs> Are you gonna see me next year? I wondered. I, I wondered what fact. kind of jokes you were gonna pull. I was like, is it gonna be Tommy's mommy? Mommy jokes. I, I almost looked up mommy jokes. Is Tommy Bahamas a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? What? What's for breakfast on really cold days in January? I don't know what. Frosted flakes. No. <laughs> There's one that's a 2021 oh, a joke. joke. So it says, what's the most common resolution for 2021? <laughs> to do all the things we said we'd do in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, I got oh. to do some fun things in 2021. What do you have in December that you don't have in January? Cookies. The letter D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where do Katie you find has another Google joke. in January? Hmm. In the winter net. <laughs> winter net. Uh. To, uh, I will not apologize for this, but I joined a group called Premium J Dad Jokes on Facebook, and it's been giving me absolute life. But my new favorite dad joke, make sure I do it right. What do you call a typo on a tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> a, a grave mistake? <laughs> 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 
God, I've been laughing about that for like See, weeks now. The internet now. can she be a beautiful has. place sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can also be just mm-hmm. terrible. But yes. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take but a even win then. with that joke today. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are we done with jokes? Yeah, never. So. All right, you can should you should follow your hosts <laughs> on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at omalley with three H's. Do you want to? I like this question. We could do this for our what, what's going on in our lives from size. Um, what is something or someone you're grateful to bring into the new year? I mean, I have a lot to be thankful for. Um, My me. wife. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. My wife. Thank you, Oh, this little baby that I'm growing. I can uh I can feel the baby move around really strongly now, which is pretty cool. I can't wait until um Alana and Marty can feel them moving around. But it's just like a constant awesome reminder. Got a great husband, wonderful pooch. He's okay. Good family. Like there's just a lot to be to be thankful for. Um but recently I've been laying on my couch recovering from COVID. So that's been not fun, but I'm very, very thankful for vaccines and the booster that I have received. So that's <clears throat> That's been fine with that. But yeah, I've literally, I've just been like binge watching shows. Anything like I watched, I, no. <laughs> I watched, I watched a lot of like old Christmas movies. Like I watched Jingle All the Way. You guys, <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> so I watched that. What did I watch? I watched Home Alone 2. Um, I like Home Alone 2 a lot, but I'm still like an OG Home Alone girl. I oh my god, I love Home Alone 2 so much. I know you do. <gasps> I hate Home Alone. We uh, went and saw the Home Alone house in Chicago, and it was amazing. Mm. I mean, it's literally just a house on a street, but it was cool. It was still- <laughs> no, it's a beautiful house. It's a beautiful house. But here's it's a misconception. Beautiful. So everybody's like, I want to know what like Kevin McAllister's dad did to- in order to like have that that kind of a house and like send them to france he didn't the dad didn't send them to france his uncle like kevin's uncle sent them to france from new york that guy do right it's the one from new york whose house he ends up using in the second one who is still in paris yeah so there's that (laughs) as brie also said it was the 90s so that house was 100k yeah that house (laughs) was probably affordable then no i think it was still expensive it's been in the It's a really for nice a neighborhood. It's a really um, nice neighborhood. It's bigger than you think. Yeah. I think it looks big. <laughs> but it's like even bigger. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so and that and I've it's been bigger watching than that. Sex, it's always I've been, been watching bigger than that. Sex in the City. Um, because I've been watching um and just like that. So I started watching it over from the beginning. Carrie Bradshaw like bothers me a lot sometimes. Just gonna say that. 
But you know who is just a breath of fresh air and just says what she thinks? Samantha. Love that woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. And so, yeah, I've just been doing that. I've been reading um, A Court of Mist and Fury. Fury. That's the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been reading A Court of Mist and Fury over again. So I've been really enjoying that. I'm slow. I'm like slowing down to try and like take it all in because I feel like I blew through the series. So I'll just be rereading those over again. They're just so good. It's There's a lot we I very missed. good. Yeah, and I found out um, a couple of days ago that our break, we're gonna end our our uh, winter break by being remote because of everything that's going on. So I have to like set up my office for remote learning again and we're going to take it week by week based on based on Ohio numbers so I don't know how long I'm going to be home for but I gotta tell you I am ready to leave my house even for a car ride (laughs) I'm like a dog right now I just need to like (laughs) hang my head out a window and just go for a ride (laughs) baby won't you drive my car I'm hoping to do that tomorrow. Like, Marty has the day off. Um, We're going to celebrate our O'Malley Christmas this weekend. Like, so I'm feeling a lot better. But I'll tell you, that fatigue. Knocks it out of you. And being pregnant. By the way, the baby is the size of a dill pickle this week. Hmm. Perfect for this episode. An action figure. (laughs) Yeah. An (laughs) action figure. There yeah, are varying like a, action like a, figures. They showed like a Batman action figure on my app, so hmm. I thought that that Your was cute. Your baby the animal is I don't, Batman. I don't know what the, my baby is Batman. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so that's speaking that's of, me. I just saw I just saw the trailer for the Batman with Rob Pattinson in it. His Does voice it sounds good? really good. People are saying it's really good. It's interesting. I mean, I've heard. I'll watch Which it. Surprises me. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll watch it. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll give him a chance. I'll give him a chance. Um, are you finished? I don't want to cut you off. Are you finished? <laughs> are you finished? Yes, I'm finished. You talk Can I lot. talk now? <laughs> um, okay, what... The question was, what am I grateful for coming into 2022, right? I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely grateful for the fact that I got vaxxed and boosted when I did, because Katie you're and I also... You're not going to say your wife. I thought you were going to say nothing, and I was like, whoa. I was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing. nothing. I was negative 9,000. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katie and I also tested positive for COVID. Um, <sighs> we went to Chicago, and when we got back, found out that a lot of the people that we were with Pretty tested positive. And honestly, guys. I'm just like, not only am I grateful for being vaccinated and boosted, I'm grateful for the fact that we have great friends who communicate and are open and honest with us and yes. told us literally step by step what they were feeling, when they were feeling it, how many people tested positive, when they tested positive. Like we just had open conversation. Uh, and because of that, I like I would have I would have just thought that it was a cold because we were in the cold weather all weekend, not used to cold weather, mm-hmm. um, flying, not getting enough sleep. I would have just thought it was a cold because that's what it felt like to me. Um, also, well, I'll let Katie talk about the whole testing debacle. Yeah, but 
obviously I'm grateful for Katie. Hey. You should. Um, I'm also really <laughs> grateful for this like awesome new adventure that we're going on in 2022 that we're going to tell you guys all about soonish, but not yet. I'm keeping it to myself. I was really um, confused for a second. <laughs> I was like, but I'm just really excited. I can't go places. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just going. very, very excited uh, and ready. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So what have I been up to? Uh, They're recovering from me. COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, love that. I couldn't keep it uh, secret. Uh, Even though I'm older than both of them. <laughs> Sarah Yellamo Petrus. <laughs> <laughs> can, I throw can we call you can we call you oh petrus my initials um, though if i uh, kept my middle name would be sap you are a sap <laughs> i wish that we were moving to london but that is not oh accurate no. anyway um well i've been recovering from covid we've been quarantining we've been watching movies christmas movies we were actually watching all of the harry potter movies and i was building my lego castle cinderella's castle that katie got me for christmas that i built in quite literally two days yeah um <laughs> and we watched all of the potter films and are now watching the behind the scenes documentary um hoping to finish that up before we watch the 20th anniversary special um and I wanted to do a lot more reading than I did, but I didn't. But I do a fair bit. I did do a fair bit of reading. I read an I read this book called Across Country Christmas. Freaking loved it. It was so cute. It was like I would have liked a little bit more steam in it, but like it's fine. It's whatever. Uh the story was really cute though. And um <laughs> just highly recommend if you're there looking for a holiday-ish romance i know that it's like <laughs> halfway almost halfway through january by the time you're listening to this but i like to extend the holidays as long as possible so if you want to read a holiday romance highly recommend across country christmas um i need to read one more book to complete my goodreads goal which i know isn't the end of the world if i don't but i just like I'm so close and I feel like I can do it. So I picked a book that's like 150 pages and I'm going to try to finish it before the end of the day tomorrow. You should have done what Rut said and, and read C-Spot Room. We'll see how this goes. I meant to read all day today and didn't read at all. So I might need to pick just like a children's book and call it a day just to complete that number. But <laughs> Have you read um, Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. Oh my gosh, please. That was one of my favorite books growing up. I used to Or I should read like fox. Benicula or oh, The Phantom Tollbooth. Do it. Benicula. So the book that I started Ralph though is Mouse. called Yeah, mm -hmm. or Ralphus Mouse. Do it. The book that I started is called Let me find it. It's called Christmas Lights and Snowball Fights. And it's like um it's like a four series book. And I think it's a sapphic romance. I don't know what or that at least bisexual. It's lesbian, or oh. it's at least bisexual. Maybe I don't remember, but anyway, it looks really cute. Just ask if they let Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, she's okay. It's fine. Um, but anyway, I need one more book to hit thirty. Uh, 
What's your Goodreads goal next year? Is it still going to be 30? I think I'm going to make it 50 because I feel like I'm going to fly because there's a lot of series that I want to read. And I feel like whenever I get into a series, I like tend to fly through books and one of them being Throne of Glass Mm -hmm. um, and also Shadow and Bone. So like, I think I'm going to try for 50. We'll see. That's my goal. Do it. Yeah. My friend's goal is 150, and she's one book away right now. Crazy. Nice. Tell her she's got to go 151 to do that Pokemon completion. She's wild. Or take a shot at 151. (laughs) (laughs) Finish the book, take a shot. (laughs) Oh, 52 is a good idea. One a week. Maybe I'll do That's that. So or you do books. 50 and give yourself leeway. A little bit leeway. My, bu- my goal is five. A day. My, my goal is five. You also have a child you're growing. And then when it comes out, someone's going to take care of it. Somebody. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's a lot. That's all. That's what I've been up to. Katie, how about you? Um, For the new year, I'm thankful for my wife. And also, she took what I was going to say. I'm excited for the adventures that 2022 will bring. That's all I'm going to say. But I'm excited. That's all i got to um, say about that. But yeah, <laughs> what Meg was saying about COVID. Um, I did this on Instagram. I just feel like it's important to say is that... Also because we've been getting multiple responses of people saying that they did what you suggested and it worked. Mm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so just, yeah. So um, we our situation was unique. We were with people who are very honest, as Mike was saying. So, like, we get home, find out that we were around people that were positive. Um, So I tested, right? Comes back negative. Awesome. Doesn't mean I'm not going to test more. Multiple days. Right. Multiple days getting negative. negative. A nose swab um, antigen test that you buy from, like, CBS. Um, But yet I'm following the exact same symptoms that my friends are following, just maybe a day behind. So it's very strange, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm 99% sure I have it. I'm just going to be safe. I have the capabilities to stay at home. I'm going to. So quarantined like anyone would. Um, Well, these friends are also going on a cruise soon. So they tested very recently and they were still positive. I was like, oh my God, like, am I still 10, 11 days post symptoms still testing positive on a rapid? Right. I had either read somewhere or I think... Was it Steph that said it? Shout out to Steph Holmes. Yeah, Steph said it. Steph Holmes. She said that if you do like a throat swab with these tests and a nose swab, that that is a better representation than just a than nose just swab. a nose swab. So I plucked up the courage to have Meg swab my throat. <laughs> she was that was, felt like I was five. She's like, "You did really good. You did really good." Because <laughs> I absolutely hate throat swab but anyway that positive came up so fast so i'm glad that i have been quarantining but here's the point of my story is had i not had the situation that i had i would have assumed whoo dodged a bullet i'm not positive it's coming up negative would have gone maybe to christmas things would have gone to the parks would have gone to target would have gone to get food somewhere thinking that i was doing the right thing by testing and getting a negative test so i'm just saying be sure because this stuff is really really rampant and very contagious so just be sure and be safe 
if you can, I'd probably recommend trying to do the throat swab. I know it's really hard to get an actual test from like professional people. So be careful, obviously, or just like just quarantine anyway. Just be safe. If you have the capability. Yeah. Unfortunately, I in know. the U.S., that doesn't seem. Yeah, it's not very easy, but it's easy if you easier if you can get that positive to show. So do the doing yeah. the throat and the nose seem to work best. Yep. So that's my story. Also, don't be ashamed if you test positive. Like, yeah, I'm not. someone yeah. that did everything that I thought that I could do and I still got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. This is exceptionally contagious and, you know, I could go to Disney World and be fine in two airports <laughs> And then I go to work with children and here we are. And that's where there's, that's the place that I got it from. Look at me. I didn't, I'm not, I haven't had it. Yeah. Um, Right. And I want work in a hospital, but granted I wear like everything. Yeah. Um, But you know, being around other people that have tested positive and I didn't, you know what I mean? So it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of and you should be open Mm -hmm. and honest about if you have it or not. Yeah. And just because you were vaccinated doesn't mean that you're not going to get it, but it's going to most likely, most likely keep you from being hospitalized, which our hospitals are being absolutely run over. Yep. So just Truly. be safe, be vigilant, um, and just be honest. So if you test positive or if you have symptoms and you can't get access to a test, please tell the people that you have been in contact with because you're doing them a great disservice by not being honest with them. Yeah. And that's true about most contagious things. You know I agree. I mean? Like, yeah. I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm just so glad that we were around people who were honest, were honest with yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it could have just been like, oh, gosh, I don't want to tell anybody. Like, I don't want them to get mad at me. And it's like, well, actually, it would have been the other way around. I would have been really mad if I found out that you were positive and then never told me. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know what also, I mean? Like, just be honest and tell me. If someone's going to act like that towards you when, like, you're not comfortable and they're pushing against your comfort boundaries as cool. far as this goes, that's not cool. It's not okay. Let me make okay. those decisions for myself. Don't make yeah. them for me. It is okay yeah. to stand up for yourself. I just, if I, like, I would have felt incredibly, like, even just thinking that I could have given it to someone, like, I did, I have not had it. I might have had it right. before it all was, like, a thing. I don't know. It's very right. exciting. Right. The right. beginning of 2020, but... Um, listen back to the mellow flua yeah really. <laughs> uh, that's my thing like i would be so racked with guilt that i wouldn't have been able to like not tell people like hey by the way totally yeah and honestly like this so i developed symptoms for this new variant on s- the sunday night so i got my booster saturday morning obviously was feeling the effects from the booster but then I started to feel like cold-like symptoms and I had a sore throat on Sunday night. And on Sunday nights, we have dinner at Sarah's house and I felt really weird about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go over there. And so thankfully, I didn't go over there because I could have infected everybody in our family. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So Very responsible. Let's move on. Let's not talk about COVID because you didn't have COVID. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I just have to deal with it every day I go into work and right. I loathe it. Yes. Uh, what am I grateful for? What was the question? You're looking at her. Okay. <laughs> um, 
my i will just say i have a goal i started uh therapy this year in april um and while it's been a good thing i think anybody should go to th- if you think that you need it or don't it's just great to have someone to talk to and they're like an impartial person we're like whatever um <clears throat> it, it it has been different than i expected but like in a good way uh and so i'm i'm excited to work more on being like a happier healthier version of myself uh because this year was really hard um it just i think mentally it was probably one of the hardest years i've ever had uh and that was me like escaping into books because realistically real life is scarier than any book that i've ever read um and so i just want to have a better year so that's what i'm looking forward to um because yeah i don't want a repeat of this year it sucked i spent more time reading in my bed than doing anything else yeah um and so going forward i want to i i still want to read books i'm going to have a goal of reading 50 i read uh not including rereads i read uh like 103 books and my goal was only 24 um because i wanted to give myself leeway because i didn't i hadn't really read like this in a very long time um And so whilst that's insane to me that I read a hundred books, um, I don't know. It was a lot of me. Like that was me coping with, (laughs) I almost said despair. Mm -hmm. The show that was my life this year. Mm -hmm. Um, so going forward next year, I still want to read because I love reading and there's many books that are coming out that I'm really excited about. Like parts of books that are in series, like the second Crescent city, which is whatever, breath and sky or something i don't know (laughs) i'm so excited yet so nervous for that book um so yeah i'm excited for books what else am i doing i just read a lot of books this this month slash this year tell them how many books you bought this week Uh, i think the count was 27 so this week (laughs) (laughs) clearly i also this is a hard time of year for a lot of people and i always get sad this time of year and so i'm trying to fill the sadness hole with books it's not really working (laughs) so they had the Barnes and noble sale this week which was half off hardcover books right and so they also had half off some books on their website so i bought some of them one of them i did buy for myself uh, but then I said, you know what, Tiffany, I think you'd actually, and she doesn't know what book it is. I'm like, I think you'd actually really like it. So I'm going to give it to you instead. If I ever feel the need to read it, I'll just take it. Not it's not about her, dinosaurs. I'm going to be mad. Huh? I said, if it's not about dinosaurs, I'm going to be no, mad. No, <laughs> it is a nonfiction book, but I think you'll really like it. Okay. Um, I trust you. And so I, that was like, I think on Sunday. And then Monday I said to my sister, I'm like, you want to, you want to go to the bookstore? Um, I only bought two books and she bought three. So I was like, Haha, like you spent more money okay 27 um and then yesterday i went to they still the sale went on so i went to books a million first and bought some books and then i went and bought and although some of them were cookbooks from barnes and noble right but i think i bought 10 and then i bought some more today so but january the last couple of years i've always done like a dry january like i have been abstaining from alcohol so i'd start that i'm gonna start that saturday is that when the first is but i'm also putting myself on a book buying ban but i'm secretly hoping that my mom because again we didn't do christmas yet i'm secretly hoping that she got me a book of the month <laughs> membership i have no idea but tiffany told her to 
Well, um, I messed that up, remember? Yeah, but she knew it. I talked to her about it. She's like, yeah, I knew she meant you. Oh, okay, good. Um, I texted her the wrong thing. She text, <laughs> instead of saying you should get book of the month for Sarah, she said you should get book of the month for Santa. Um, <laughs> and no one's ever called me that yet. <laughs> um, so I'm again, I'm secretly hoping that she, I don't know if she would because she like hates that I read so much. I shouldn't say it like that, but which is funny because she her doesn't mother, like to be ignored. My grandmother <laughs> um, would always tell my like aunts and uncles when they were kids. If they were like, not bothering her, but if they were like, oh, we, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to do. She'd always say, go read a book. And then there was like this one summer that they were all sitting, <laughs> they were all sitting on the beach. And um, my grandma was mad that no one was talking to her because like they were reading a book. And so like my aunt was reading a book, but she was taking too long. She would rip the pages out. So she'd hand them to her sister. So they all were reading the book instead of talking to my grandma. So she didn't love that they were reading. And now my mom is the same way. Um. But other than that, I'm just trying to stay afloat at work because it has been insane. Because um, not only are we getting a lot of patients, but a lot of coworkers also are getting sick. Um, so other than that. Love that five-day quarantine. <sighs> mm-hmm. it's stupid. Um, but yeah. As always, I will take book recommendations. I just won't buy them in January. She's going to write them down. She's going to keep it Oh, you're only doing a book buying ban in January. Yeah. I thought you you meant for all of 2020. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. because realistically, technically, I am still buying books because I, if, if my mother did buy me book of the month i'm like manifesting it so i get this on saturday when i open gifts because i literally did i asked for one thing for christmas because like i'm horrible because i don't i'm horrible in the sense like you want to buy me something and i don't want you to buy me anything because i don't need anything and then she buys herself a million things this is true i just don't like people spending money on me so i only asked for one thing for christmas um too fronty so i'm hoping that she did buy me this that's two things if she buys me that i also am part of like um the bookish box so, so technically i am buying books every month <laughs> but also in february that's when house of sky and air whatever comes out and if i don't get it on the day i strategically made myself off the day it comes out so if i don't get it in the mail that day i will buy another copy so i can read it that day or maybe i'll just read the ebook i don't know what's gonna oh happen, i love but. you so much that's that's my life i got nothing really planned for next year just hoping to I just hope it's better yeah I'll <sighs> hope for that oh my goodness it will be at least in july june whatever month you're giving a birth june <laughs> there's so many pregnant people that i know because my sister's best friend is pregnant you are my childhood really friend she's pregnant and both um she has a daughter that's like two two months older than alana mm-hmm. um so they both she's like both our babies are gonna be like the same age i was like cool but i'm, I'm also excited for her um i feel like there's someone else that's pregnant i don't know but she literally she's like so they're gonna bad. find out what they're having she's like i think she thinks she's having a boy she's like wouldn't it be cool if we both had boys and i was like sure uh, i already have girl stuff though <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's a girl but i don't know uh i don't know it would be cool i i think it I mean, either way, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. But it would be cool. It's kind of how weird because I was. She's like, "Is Tiffany gonna find out?" I was no. like, "No." And Tiffany really doesn't care. Meaning, like, as long as the baby's healthy, yeah. I think all of us are like, "Whatever." Yeah. 
But I think I do something I do think would be really cool is like if it was a girl, like it would be like my sister and I. Yeah. Be like, that's what, I, yeah. I always say, like when I want at least two girls, like I want at the time, I don't know if I still want a million kids, but like I love having a sister and growing up, it wasn't always the greatest. But now that we're like grown and really we share a lot of the same friends. Um, I like that bond we have. I like forcing her to go to the bookstore with me. I also made her drive too. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't feel good like for driving. you. Good for you. All right. Well, we're looking for the up and up. All right. So this was for constant vigilance and Tommy's mommy. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. My voice. What you should have said was for Tommy's and mommy's. <laughs> Friends, I'm anxious and I have to go get ready for this fandom feud thing. Sarah was gonna say swear. I was. <laughs> I saw it on her lips. Speaking of the goat, so they were calling Meryl Streep the goat the entire time, and she didn't know. They were like doing an interview, and she's she like, "Oh yeah, was. this old goat." And they were like, "She literally." <laughs> she's like, "Meryl, you know what goat means?" She's like, "Greatest of all time." She thought that they were just like calling an her animal, and like an old goat. And they were like, "No!" <laughs> oh my god, poor Meryl. We should probably start so Katie doesn't kill us. Yeah, we really need two yeah. phones ringing, though. Um, Can you turn the sound off on your phone, though? <laughs> God. Is this her first time? Bye, Swishers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.